I've been waiting 23 years to say that. So, anyhow, uh, yeah, this one is about to happen. <laughs> Welcome to the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. I want to apologize ahead of time. It's hot as balls here, so I have a window open, so you might hear some ongoing traffic and stuff in the background, eh. but I don't care. Yeah, it's all right. We probably won't notice it that much. Alright, so this week we are on to Season 2, Episode 9, Firewalker, directed by David Nutter and written by Howard Gordon. Um, this one, uh, as you can tell, I'm not super excited to talk about, but it's mostly because it's sort of a repeat of a different episode. It's, it is. I was thinking the same thing. Like, when I was watching, I'm like, I've seen this already. Yeah, it is a vaguely reworked version of Ice. And as such, it's, like, fine. But it's also, like, okay, um, we've been here before. <laughs> Yeah, oh. like, it's just the opposite. It, it's, it's literally the opposite of ice, mm -hmm. where it's just, instead of in a, instead of in, like, an Antarctic base, it's, like, near a volcano. Mm hmm And it's not, again, it's, it's not like it's terrible. That's probably my biggest problem with the episode, is that it's just fine. Like, we'll talk about it more, but it's not, like, a bad episode, but it's not a good episode either. It just kind of exists. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it guest stars Bradley Whitford, who uh, a lot of folks might recognize. Um, I know most recently he's gotten a lot of uh, attention because of being in uh, the Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. But yeah, but he's also been in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Yep. I think he was the. Dad I hated in him Get in Out. Godzilla: King of the Monsters. <laughs> I liked him, but the, oh. it was his. The, it was middle ditch. I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, but he's also oh, maybe I'm the thinking dad of from different... Get Out. Oh yeah, he uh, yes, and he's in Get Out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, actually. Uh, there was someone else in this that I recognized. Uh, you won't know her very well. Was it Shawnee Smith? Yeah, Shawnee Smith. Uh, I basically know her from the Saw series. She was in like the first three, I think. Of what? Uh, uh, first three of the Saw series. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the I haven't seen Saw in so long. I've kind of forgotten about that. But and then freaking uh, Leland Orson was also in this yep. uh, for freaking alien resurrection seven mm -hmm. saving private ryan like, yep. this one was actually chock full of familiar faces yeah and even they don't really save it so <laughs> yeah 
and also, yeah, this one wasn't super well received. Uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, basically said it was insultingly bad and seemed to rip off Ice, as we already said, and the movie Alien. Um, so, we'll get to that. <clears throat> it is an episode that opens up with a dude... Uh, Dr. Adam Pierce, he works at the California Institute of Technology. He gets a interception of a visual transmission from this uh, robot Firewalker, which the episode is titled after, uh, that goes down into a volcano, uh, Mount Avalon in Oregon. And um, Firewalker is broadcasting from inside a volcanic cave and the video has a dead body in it. This, and this whole bit was just the stupidest thing. Yeah. Cause, because I immediately, because there's a, they show the dead body and you're like, oh, oh my God, it's whatever his name is. What yeah. are we going to do? And then a, ca- a shadow casts yes. over the left side of it. Uh, over on like the screen it's like on the left side and like what was that and they just pan it to the right like in the complete opposite direction (laughs) in the in their light and of course the weird thing that the 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 reason it's weird that there's a shadow down there is because it's a volcanic cave so it's extremely high temperature so there's nobody that could be down there but then uh firewalker's camera gets destroyed and that's the end of the transmission so this dude, Adam Pierce, he goes to Mulder and Scully and he shows them a TV interview of the project's leader, uh, Daniel Trepkos, who is Bradley Whitford. And apparently uh, Pierce used to work with the project, but he said Trepkos like got crazy or some weird thing like that and like started getting real extreme and uh, he... He's like, I, I'm, I'm worried all of this is, you know, government funded. If this, if this goes through the proper channels, it will lose all its funding and yada, yada, yada. And Mulder's like, well, it's a good thing we're not the proper channels. And then he uh, tries to prevent Scully from going uh, because she's only just back from her abduction. And Scully's like, nope, I'm ready. I have to work. Uh, which comes up has come up before uh, Scully had Scully when something goes wrong in her life is a workaholic it happened when her dad died and it will happen several other times throughout the series is just when something bad happens to Scully she's like nope time to work like I have to work and deal with this by working and it's not only that but it's like already I'm already sick of it where like <laughs> especially when it keeps if it keep when it keeps coming up where Mulder just keeps it's the new uh it's the new bit like in the first season where it was like scully spending the full time all the whole time just trying to disprove Mulder on everything Mm -hmm. now it's going to become the it feels like it's already going to become the you shouldn't be working after this no i gotta work and it just i'm I'm already sick of it (laughs) we'll see uh so they go up to the mountain and pierce apparently is like wow all this equipment is like damaged i need to go around and and figure out the what's damaged around here and Mulder and scully they go into the lab and they discover the team of the people doing the research they discover the guy that is like the engineer whose name is jason and another fella named peter 
and a graduate student named Jesse and you know Mulder and Scully they're like well, what happened here and they're like Trepko's happened here he destroyed everything and um, he disappeared after Firewalker went down into the cave and then came back out um, and while that's going on Trepko strangles Pierce to death <laughs> so uh, it's so funny <laughs> Just, just out of the blue, yeah, like it's, it's hard to, I don't know, like you said, like as we get through this, like it's like how did he, he knows the guy's insane, mm-hmm. like and you went by yourself, You're like oh he's not gonna show up. <laughs> yep, yeah. Um. So anyway, they they end up they find Pierce's dead body, obviously, because Mulder and Scully are like, what happened to that guy? Uh, and uh, they put him away in storage and Mulder's like well we we have to investigate what happened here we have to figure this out so he's going through everything and he finds that Trepkos has made some strange notes uh, that seem to say that he found a new silicone based organism living inside the mountain and Scully's like, uh, as we talked about, disproving everything. She's like, well, number one, there's no such thing as a silicon-based life form. And then Mulder has the whole argument with her about how, which is true, a lot of exobiologists think that because carbon and silicon are so similar that there might somewhere in the universe be silicone-based life but Scully's like well yeah maybe but not like here on earth and oh by the way remember this guy Trepkos is supposed to be crazy so his notes are probably just crazy and this is when one of the guys uh, Peter Tanaka he starts convulsing and he gets a high fever but he doesn't want to get any help uh, Mulder's like, you know, Scully can help and everything. And she's like, no, we need to get him out of here. We need to get him a medevac. Uh, so they get him on a stretcher and everything. And that's when Mulder notices a throbbing bulge inside of this dude's neck. Like something is trying to break out. <gasps> kind of like a chest burster. Only in oh his neck. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, like how... Uh, Entertainment Earth said that it ripped off Alien. Well, it's kind of this part. Yeah. But so the guy jumps off the stretcher and he runs into the woods and he dies when like this um, part of a looks like a tentacle. Uh, like a spore. It's a spore. Yeah, well, it's a, like it's a, a part of a fungus. Looks like a, it's part of a fungus. It looks like a weird, like, mm-hmm. like, uh, rotten asparagus. Yes. Uh, yep. But it's a spore pocket, I it, guess, it, where it's supposed to, like, burst out. Oh, according to this, it is called an ascocarp, or a scoma, and it is the part of a fungus that, yes, uh, makes the spores fly into the air so that the it fungus can... It makes the babies. It makes the baby, And it bursts <laughs> out of his throat. And it's not a bad special effect, and it's kind of gross, and it's... Um, but anyway, they, they pick him up, and they bring him back to the lab, and Scully does an autopsy, and she finds 
sand in his lungs, which is, of course, sand is silicon dioxide. And Mulder's like, see, it is a silicon-based life form. And she looks at it under the microscope and she sees, oh yeah, here's this thing. It looks like spores. It looks like a fungus. Like it probably, when the when it bursts out of the neck, it shoots spores into the air. And if you're standing close enough, it ingests or it goes into your system and, and grows. And so they call the medevac and they're like, uh, never mind. Uh, we have to be quarantined. So this is where we get to ice because the parasite. Ah, so topical too to today. <laughs> no kidding, right? There's an unknown infection. And but, but going back to ice because they have to be quarantined there because of the parasite. Only instead of a parasite, this time it's a fungus. Yes. Um. So yes, that happens. And then Mulder and the robotic engineer. Uh. Can't even remember what that dude's name was. Leland Orser the, is the actor. Leland Orson's character. Yeah, Jason Ludwig. There we go. Um, they go down into the volcanic caves, which I thought the volcanic caves, according to the cold open, were supposed to be way too hot for people to be in, but... Yeah, you had to have a special suit to go in, but apparently not Fox, because, you know, it's Fox. Apparently. Uh, they go down there to find Trepkos, because they think he's hiding down there, and they find Firewalker, and... Trepkos shoots Ludwig in the back with a flare gun, which kills him. And then he burns the body because Ludwig was infected. We find that out like right at the last minute because the bulge is in the neck trying to burst the tentacle thing through. And Trepkos is like, look, I'm not the bad guy here. These people are infected. We can't let it out. Um, Firewalker went down and pulverized some rock and that killed the dude from the cold open and that infected everybody here that was around it's kind him. of a it's kind of the same a weirdly the same as that other episode with the bugs mm -hmm, where they chopped bit. down the tree yeah yeah um yeah darkness falls yeah mm-hmm a little bit, yeah, it's also a little darkness fall. That's why it seems so, from, it's part ice and part darkness falls. Is kind of, and both of which are better episodes. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and so, uh, Trepko says to Mulder, he's like, you know, it's a fungus, but it's also a parasite. So, like, it needs to grow inside of a host and then pass the spores onto other hosts so Mulder's like uh and this is I guess when he Trepkos basically makes the point that it doesn't travel very far like the spore doesn't travel very far it has to be near a person and at the same time back in the lab Scully kind of comes to the same conclusion she's like well based on what it looks like here like as soon as it bursts out, that's when it's... Otherwise, it will just... Again, kind of like COVID... Kind of like the... It'll burst out, but then it won't go very far. It'll fall harmlessly to the ground and die. 
Um, yeah. So six foot rule for this fungus apparently. <laughs> Masks and a six foot rule. Not pretty much. Masks this is way more rule. typical. <laughs> Masks is fucking six foot. <sighs> Be six feet away, wear your mask, and you won't get this weird fungus that kills you and break... Oh, no, wait. We were talking about COVID-19. <laughs> I can't even tell anymore. It's all the same. Um, and so Mulder starts, like, running off to the... He's like, oh, God, if there's somebody else infected back there and Scully's near them, she's going to get infected. So he runs. And at the same time... Uh, Shawnee Smith's character is infected and apparently the fungus has made her realize that she can't let Scully get too far away from her because she handcuffs herself to Scully um, so Scully can't get away and so Scully is forced to like kind of be a badass like she's like handcuffed and she realizes that uh, the thing is about to burst out of the neck so first she tries to like break the handcuffs with a hammer and then finally uh she like fireman carries this girl to like a containment chamber and she throws her in the door and slams the door so that the door like is on the handcuff chain so scully is on one side and shawnee smith is on the other side and the thing bursts out her neck and shoots white stuff all over. It's not phallic Giggity. at all. There's this big dick-looking thing coming out of her neck shooting white <laughs> stuff all over. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and, yeah. So Mulder and Trepkos show up. And Mulder radios the evacuation team and is like, It's just us. We're the only survivors. Uh, because, Just Scully and I. Yep, because Trepkos apparently was in love with this this girl that just died, and he won't leave. He wants to, like, bury her. He's in, like, shock or something. And so uh, <clears throat> Mulder and Scully have to go into a month-long quarantine. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, and apparently everything at the lab gets confiscated and they don't let anybody else go to Mount Avalon uh, they apparently salvage Firewalker but it's too damaged to provide and, any special data and according to Fox the only written record now from that entire experience is just his yep and Trepkos and O'Neill are officially unaccounted for and presumed dead and we watch Trepkos carry O'Neill's body down into the volcano. So apparently he's going down there to die a terrible death because it's in a volcano. I mean, there's worse ways you could go. I suppose. Uh, I mean, you could be in the middle of the forest with a bunch of meat strapped to your body and bears just come and maul you to death. Yeah, that probably would be pretty horrible. You're, you're right like, about that. There was that dude, yeah. the bear dude. Oh, man. This is nothing related. But there was that dude that happened to, the bear man, who went to, like, live with the bears and eventually yeah. they killed him. So, And, yeah, look, this episode is not even 20 minutes long yet, but I don't have much more to say about this episode. It's There's really not much. It really is. No. feels more like they weren't sure what to do, so they rehashed 
like the plot from Into Darkness uh, or Darkness Falls and Ice, and we're just kind of hodgepodged it together, mm-hmm. and and it was it's so relevant. It, it's so you can easily see it why it was like that. It was just like okay, we've seen this already. Like, how can you make this any different than before? But they don't, and they don't even like. They don't even try to do yeah. differentiate between any of them because, like, you could say the same. You could, if you were to be extremely broad about this ex- episode to anyone else, you, they'd be like, they would be correct saying it was one of three episodes, and it's like, oh, it's the same plot as this or this or this. Like, it's it. it they're this is it's not it wasn't bad but yeah it was just a rehash like i was mm-hmm. kind of bored yeah that's it is it's just kind of a re in fact um james wong who is one of the producers and usually uh does a lot of stuff with howard gordon uh he was uh howard gordon was the sole writer on this one they didn't do a partner write on this one um but uh, Wong was actually kind of negative to the episode uh, because he said uh, if the show starts to cannibalize itself, there's going to be trouble. Uh, but Gordon, of course, being the writer, sort of defended it and said, no, no, like there's enough differences here to separate it. And I just don't agree with him on that one. I, I think yeah. he just didn't want to, you know, I think he was just trying to stick up for his work. Um which I mean, yeah, good on him to try to defend it. But at the same time, like, if I wanted to watch, if I'm gonna go back and rewatch X Files, and I would much prefer to watch Ice, or I would go and watch Alien or The Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's that one. Uh... There is a weird little worm bug thing crawling up the wall right next to me. I don't know where that came from, but it's It's gross. a fungus! Get out of there! It's a fungus. Yeah, it's a weird parasite. I got it. Ugh. I was like, it's a weird parasite thing. I'm going to die. Um, well, all right, I'll so make anyway. sure to comfort Leanne while you're gone. I mean... <laughs> that's, enough um, of, that's enough of that episode. Uh, next week's episode uh, is called The Red Museum... Um, it's actually fairly decent. It's got some cult stuff in it. It's got, um, trying to see if it's got any interesting guest stars. I don't think so. So, but yeah, it's not bad. Um, oh, I forgot to give this episode a grade. Um, C minus for me. Yeah. I'm kind of like right in the C, C minus range. It's really super average so but more importantly if somehow fbi this is your first uh fbi's most unwanted or you skipped one matt you should probably mention the cool thing you did yeah this is episode 33 you should go back to episode 32 and a half and listen to me talk with uh author jonathan mayberry who Uh, has written an X-Files novel called uh, X-Files Origins Devil's Advocate that is about young Dana Scully. And he has also edited three X-Files short story anthologies, um, all of which I I don't want to spoil the episode too much, but I'll say this much. He said the, the novel and all the short story collections, one of the conditions of him working on those projects 
was to get Chris Carter to say that all of them counted as official X-Files stories and official X-Files. So, like, his novel is the official backstory of Scully and uh, the all the short stories in the collections that are uh, all kind of set between episodes and between seasons are also like official in the X-Files timeline stories, which is pretty cool. So if anybody wants to check those out, they can do that. Uh, Truth is out there. Trust no one. And secret agendas are the names of those short story collections. They're really good. So that was episode 32 and a half, or it's not called 32 and a half. It's called extra file number two. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely go check it out. Oh, show. And so that's it for this week. We're gonna, like I said, this one's wicked short. There's not enough to say about this episode to keep going. Yeah. So later, everyone. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.